0: And I am sorry, that is about the manliest damn thing that you can do. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Film Find, the greatest movie podcast ever. Assuming you've never listened to a movie podcast before, my name is Adam Portress. And, uh, oh boy, I am back, but uh, not for the best of reasons, um, as I'm sure you've put together by the title of this podcast. Uh, Today will be a little bit of a somber episode, but... One that I think we actually need to uh, we need to do we just need to talk about because frankly, I need to get it off of my chest because uh, it's been weighing a little bit heavy on me and I'm sure probably a lot of other people as well uh, because uh, Bruce Willis has um, has has come down with it as it were. Um, I'll get into specifics, but let's let's talk about what kind of led to all of this. Uh, for years and everything, uh, we all kind of made fun of Bruce Willis, you know, because he was he was doing all of these direct to video uh, movies. Uh, word on the street was is that you paid X amount of dollars, Bruce would be there for X amount of time, and whatever you got during that time is what you got. And that was it. And then he was gone. He's not coming back. We're not doing reshoots and none of that stuff. He would just come in, do his stuff, and from all accounts, do not a hot job. But you got Bruce Willis in your movie, you know? You can put Bruce Willis on the poster of your movie and sell your movie on account of it's got Bruce Willis in it, there's places, you know, I'm sure it still works like the old school days where if you have a name, you can sell that to certain t- territories for X amount of dollars and stuff. Uh, if, I feel like it's got to be about the exact same sort of thing here. Uh, but Bruce Willis had done, get this, I believe I counted 22 of these direct-to-video movies um, within the past four years. Four years pretty unbelievable. And everyone was just like, what is he doing? Like he's he's just he's taking this money is is it just like he can't get good work anymore and you're like, he's Bruce Willis. He's got to be able to get some good work. And like and he would do these movies and It wasn't like he was doing them for artistic reasons like, oh, there's just there's just too much money in Hollywood these days. I got to go down to the lower leagues here and just, you know, bet my great acting chops around there. No, it, it, supposedly he You know, I I never watched any of these films. I doubt you watched any of these films. But by all accounts, these films are all pretty terrible. uh, And that he's not doing a great job in it. I mean, there were literally articles written. I'm going to talk about this one today. Uh, Well, there's a couple I want to talk about. But um, this one comes from August 21st, 2020, uh, from Esquire magazine, written by Charles uh, Nashworthy. Nashworthy? Whatever. Whatever. Uh, It's entitled, Why Does Bruce Willis Keep Making Films He Clearly Hates? He used to be the biggest action star in the world, but for the last decade, he's appeared in a slew of VOD trash-like hard kill that not even he wants to watch. Uh, Bruce Willis is in a new movie coming out today. It's called Hard Kill, uh, in case you're interested, although you're probably not, and I'm sad to report that it is every bit as generic as the title would lead you to believe. The fact uh, that an actor of Bruce Willis's once inevitable drawing power is now uh, routinely squandering his talent and hard-won box office capital on instantly forgettable straight-to-VOD action thrillers isn't exactly news. His resume over the past decade is lousy, with all all of all sorts of these films, see Extraction, Precious Cargo, and Marauders. Yet, better yet, don't. Uh, but it's noteworthy. Come down for a guy who once played friggin' John McClane. And it also says something about the broad, says something broader about the new calculus of the streaming age, where a maturing action heroes who haven't been lucky enough to snag a recurring role as an Agents of Shield agent, or learned how to make peace with the fact that they've aged out of the very genre that once made them a bankable star, uh, they're just trying to figure out how to survive. And there's articles that are all like this. Collider had. Uh, another one entitled, uh, What Happened to Bruce Willis? What Factors Led Bruce Willis to Becoming a Fixture of Direct to Video Drek? And at least they, uh, they upped, uh, over at Collider, they updated the uh, top with uh, a single line here and everything. Uh, but it turns out that, you know, Bruce Willis wasn't exactly just being this lazy clod that we all imagine him to be. Uh, someone who's just, you know, he's, he's had, you know, a fairly public divorce and everything, and who knows how uh, a lot of people deal with money. You know, you see uh, guys all the time in Hollywood just Money problems, you know, you spend you spend like a like a madman and we all go like, oh, he's just he must be paying off some gambling debts or something. A lot Nick Cage and Nick Cage has recently come out and said as much as like, hey, I've had some problems. Uh, people have screwed me over. There's been a lot of things that goes on. And we kind of like respect Nick Cage for all of that stuff, you know, like all of his direct to uh, video things, the things that I, you know, even just what, two episodes ago now, maybe a little bit more than that, uh, praised. Those, those movies that he did in uh, 2021, uh, we we praise that stuff because we just kind of know that Nick Cage is going all out. He's given all of these, he's got, he's doing these movies for little money. Uh, but God bless him. Nick Cage is given, like, like I said, there's three movies there, three very different performances all within the same year. Uh, but those weren't the types of movies that Bruce Willis was making. Bruce Willis was making just you know, a red box material, if we're quite frank with ourselves, where somebody would go to, I I promise you this is the case, and I haven't been to a red box in years, but I can almost promise you this is the exact scenario that takes place. Someone walks up to a red box, scans through some stuff, sees Bruce Willis on the cover of something, and goes, oh, I know Bruce Willis. I'll pick that up. And so I feel like that's been going on for some time. Uh, And like I said, I I haven't seen any of these movies, so I can't quite comment on the quality of them. Uh, but the reason why he was probably taking these and the reason why those performances weren't all that great is because it turns out that Bruce Willis has now announced that he has aphasia. I hope I'm uh, pronouncing that correctly. And uh, I'm going to read a little bit from the New York Times article here that gives a little bit of an explanation as to what this is. For those of you that I think, uh, like me, uh, may not have actually heard of this or may have heard it in passing and not don't quite know exactly what that is. And really, after you kind of hear a little bit of this... A lot of Bruce Willis stuff starts to make a little bit of sense, the things that we've been seeing over the past couple of years. Uh, this uh, comes to us from, I guess, the New York Times. I don't know if it's got a proper byline. Here we are uh, uh, Danny Blum. Uh, it's entitled How Aphasia Steals the Ability to Communicate. Bruce Willis retired from acting after being diagnosed with the condition. Here's what we know about it. Bruce Willis, the film star best known for his roles in Die Hard and Pulp Fiction, will step away from his decades-long movie career in the wake of a recent aphlasia—I'm going to screw that up, I'm uh, sorry—diagnosis. His ex-wife, Demi Moore, uh, shared the news in an Instagram post saying that the the, the disease was impacting his cognitive abilities. Uh, Dr. Borna Boris Borishkumpur— And I look that up. That's a real person. I'm just going to call him Dr. B from now on. A behavioral neurologist with Northwestern Medicine said one million people in the United States currently have aphasia, uh, which disrupts the ability to speak, read, and write. Uh, And so that's one of those big things that you kind of need in acting is the ability to speak and to read and maybe not so much to write, but surely that comes into play in one uh, shape or form. So like was once I think once we all kind of heard that it's like a little alarm bells went off in our heads we're like oh okay this now 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 things start to make a little bit more sense you know so uh this next part here's uh what is aphasia aphasia is a uh con- <clears throat> aphasia is a constellation of symptoms uh, that make it difficult or impossible to express or comprehend the language disorder stems from the damage of the parts of the brain that are responsible for language functions, which are typically housed on the left side of the brain. Aphasia can be devastating for patients, disrupting their ability to take part in everyday life. All cases uh, stem from neurological changes to the brain. Strokes resulting in brain damage and a number one cause, uh, said Dr. Susan Husen Uh, Director of the Cerebular Vascular Center. I don't speak uh, a lot of medical very often, as you can tell. Cleveland Clinic in Ohio. But it can also be caused by the degenerative conditions like dementia and Alzheimer's disease, according to the National Institute on Deafness and Other Communication Disorders. Other triggers include brain injuries occurring from severe blows to the head, brain tumors, gunshot wounds, and brain infections. So, as you could imagine between his years of action films and a whole bunch of other things and who knows uh, what family histories are and all of that kind of stuff. And a lot of this stuff starts making sense. You know, we joked on on all of our podcasts uh, for, for years about how Bruce Willis just wouldn't stand up in movies and, like, it seemed like everywhere we looked, he was sitting down and, like, it became a meme, it became a joke. Part of it, I don't want to sit here and say that, like, you know, I, 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 did, I didn't have the biggest of hearts with it, but it did come from, like, kind of a, a, a little bit of a, a concern. You know, we we meaned him for it for being lazy, but it was kind of like a maybe he can't stand up really well. Maybe he's got, like, a lot of back pain. We did kind of, you know, bandy that about as a possibility for what was going on. And, shoot, it looks like it's probably even worse than all of that. But um, here's the thing. So Bruce Willis is going to be retiring from acting, and, frankly... Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that he can just kind of, uh, you know, get the rest and relaxation that he needs and the help, uh, that he might need, because here's the thing. I I think there's a lot of people going out here right now talking about Bruce Willis as if he is gone. He is not gone. He is still here. His cognitive abilities may be slipping a little bit, but he is not he is not gone. He is not he's still of this earth, everybody. And I feel like we need to all give Bruce Willis the respect that he deserves while he is here. Because I got something to tell you. That last uh that last half of his uh of his filmography, guess what? The majority of that doesn't even count. Those those 22 films I was talking about, plus probably a handful of others, I'm not even counting those towards the career, man. Because when you look back at what Bruce Willis has given us, we're not going to be looking at any of that stuff. You are going to be looking at the classics. The man has 144 titles. We'll call 120 of them, actually, you know, probably, well, let's call 100 of them, <laughs> Maybe a little bit less. I want to just kind of go over a little bit of A Bruce Willis timeline here just to kind of remind people of like how big of a star this guy is and how it's just a damn shame that this is how uh, things kind of ended out for him here and everything. Uh, So I'm not going to go through every single thing in his in his filmography here. I just want to hit a couple of the high points here. Like the fourth thing he did was an episode of Miami Vice. So that's pretty cool. Twilight Zone. Then he did uh, Return of The Return of Bruno, and that's where that song that you heard at the beginning of the show, that's, uh, that's his Bruno album. Yeah, that's right. Bruce Willis did a lot of music and stuff. It was really, really terrible. Uh, he also did, uh, well, so obviously the big thing uh, for him was moonlighting on TV. Uh, he was in there for a little bit, and then it was like, oh, the moonlighting guy is going to go to TV or go to movies. That will never work. And uh, that movie, of course, was Die Hard and it started his career uh, and just made him one of the biggest stars in the world. Would follow that up with Look Who's Talking, Die Hard 2, and Look Who's Talking 2. Uh, So good thing he jumped out of that because uh, after that Look Who's Talking 2, which, let's be frank, eh, uh, then he got Bonfire of the Vanities, considered one of the worst films of all time, Hudson Hawk, Awful. <laughs> but at the same time, too, right after that in, like, 91, you've got The Last Boy Scout with Tony Scott, the player with Robert Altman. Uh, not not too awful bad. And then, of course, 94, Pulp Fiction, gigantically huge one. Die Hard with a Vengeance, which at the time in 1995 everybody shat on. But you know what? Still pretty darn good. you got your 12 Monkeys. Fantastic. The uh, Fifth Element, a lot of people love that one. I'm not a huge fan, but I understand it. But then you got, get this. 1996 to 1997, a couple of you will know what what I'm talking about when I'm talking about this one, because we got Bruno the Kid. You remember this? Fox Television said, okay, here's what the kids want. Kids want an animated Bruce Willis cartoon, but get this, he's a little kid. And you're like, why? (laughs) What do you want for two seasons? I don't know; it doesn't make any sense. But then we go to the Jackal and Mercury Rising and Armageddon, while all not very good. Mo- in mean, the Siege, those are all not particularly great movies, but like you know, they're fine. He's in them, and they're 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 all right. But see, then there was like then he had a sixth sense. It was like the Bruce Willis assance. All of a sudden, he was just like, oh my god, he's doing some like really serious stuff in the whole nine yards. And he was in a comedy that he was actually really really good in. Then the movie The Kid came out, and I was like, oh, that sucks. But oh 2000, exact same year, you've got both Unbreakable and Bandits. Come on. And Hearts War. Hearts War. Oh, that's in 2002, but it's all close enough. It's all the same sort of stuff. Tears of the Sun, Ocean's Twelve, Hostage, Sin City. He was great in Alpha Dog. Uh, listen, man, he was, oh, he was in the Grindhouse. I forgot he was in the uh, uh, Planet Terror portion of Grindhouse and stuff like that. Listen there was a lot of stuff that you know kind of sucked but at the end there i'd say the last like two really 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 good ones were moonrise kingdom and looper and then, but both well Mo- looper obviously a bigger role than moonlight moonrise kingdom and everything uh but he's been out there man and he made a whole lot of other stuff but you know what bruce we're going to remember all the good stuff because the good stuff is what's going to last and here's the biggest here's my biggest takeaway from all of this bruce willis kind of did the most manly thing that you possibly can. I don't know. I, my, my hope and prayer is is that he has not been exploited over these last couple years, and that's why we've had all of these films. I choose, I choose not to believe that until somebody shows me some proof. Uh, but I, I choose to believe that what Bruce Willis was doing here, taking those 22 films in four years for, you know, big money for short time, taking that money and getting back because he couldn't perform well enough on, on those, but he knew that he could get this amount of money for this amount of time. And ultimately the reason that he did that, in my opinion, this is what I think just as uh, my inclinations as a man to believe this is that he was setting up for his family. He ultimately was saying, Hey, if I cannot provide for my family, I'm going to make sure that they are taken care of if I cannot provide for them and I am sorry, that is about the manliest damn thing that you can do that like, you know, it's, it's guys like that guys like Chadwick Bozeman, who, who died and we had no idea he was sick. He didn't, he didn't ask for sympathy. He didn't, he just like, he just, you, you I mean, like uh, who, who among us, who among us can be, you know. I, I think brave i think it's a brave thing to just be like listen i i i face this as on and uh we we wish bruce the best of luck in in the rest of his career i hope he takes it easy i think he's deserved it at this point uh i i think his fantastic family i, I think they're gonna go on for a very long time they, they seem to I think the majority of them seem to have a good head on their shoulders, so that's a good thing. Uh, But uh, rest up, uh, Bruce. You, You have done a fantastic job, my friend. Your work here is done. You are going down in Hollywood history as one of the legends because you, sir, truly, truly deserve that. I think we all take back all of our stupid, silly jokes and everything over the past couple of years. And just, you know, we're, we're putting you up on that pedestal right where you belong, buddy. So uh, that's it, everybody. Thanks for this uh, short episode of the Film Find. I'm going to come back with some more stuff, uh, more reviews coming up, and uh, we'll see. check my books You ever, you ever remember back in the day, like in the eighties, and really even into the like, really back in the sixties and seventies, seventies and sixties for sure, is that like uh, if you were a famous person, you were going to be uh, singing at some point. Yeah, you know, even if you weren't really a, you know much of a singer, if you were just somebody on there, they were like there'd be a album that releases like Posse sings the blues or some shit like that. Um, I don't, I don't. I, I, I don't know enough about the history to really know how the whole uh, Bruno thing came about. I feel like there's got to be... Is there a behind the music on that somewhere? Yeah, I'll find that out. I don't know. Uh, again, thanks a lot, guys. Uh, see you next time. right up